This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about the value of being a symbol and not a token. As you venture into new spaces, explore new ideas, or cross-intersect certain genres, you're becoming an artist, and you're doing stuff that's innovative, etc., you are likely to feel alone based on your identities. You may also experience maybe being the only woman in a room or being the only trans person in a room, the only black man in a room, the only foreigner, the only physically disabled person, etc. Sometimes we'll find, though, that we're not as alone as we feel. It takes time to actually just enter a space and then attract others who are like you. Or sometimes it in being in that space, you just have vantage point to then see others who are like you. And then other times you're actually just a significant minority, which is just a game of, you know, part of life. Being more comfortable with that discomfort and also acknowledging that it shows sometimes a lack of thoughtfulness from people around us. It shows systemic bias. Maybe you've been in spaces that are actually exclusionary. And when we're in these positions, just making sure that we're not feeling tokenized or tokens because we recognize our power. So I'm going to walk us through a Q&A. That's a lot of the focus of this episode. Q&A to do when you are found in those positions because it's so powerful to be a symbol of hope, to open opportunities to others, to show people that there are different perspectives that need to be accounted for and brought to the table. But it's also, yeah, not great when you are being leveraged and touted and paraded as something of a unicorn. So today's agenda is question from the No Starving Artist community, which dives into a little bit of a culture wreck, actually. So there's two on this episode. Our second segment is really doing that Q&A, exploring and asking yourself these questions when you feel that aloneness, just surveying around, are you really the minority? How can you actually make sure that you're recognizing your power and being a symbol, not a token? And then our third segment will be our culture rec and sign off. As always, would love to share your stories on the podcast. There's this new feature on Anchor where I produce these podcasts to share a link and that link will be included within this podcast's show notes. And so you can actually submit your audio stories to the podcast so we'll be able to hear your voice please don't include your name or your age or any strong identifiers that'd be great but it would be amazing to hear what your creative journey has been and challenges that you're experiencing for others to see themselves in your experience because all our experiences though they're nuanced they are shared
Our story from the No Starving Artist community is this. I'm seeking a common community, so I reach out to people for informational interviews. I'm an Indian woman and feel pretty alone at my design firm. I'm the only woman on my team. Speaking with women and different people helps me see that my experience is not unique. I'd love to hear other people's stories and just compare them to my own. Not to judge or rank myself against people, but to see how they're dealing with being a minority or a unicorn, as you describe. Just people trying to make a positive impact and harness their creativity for good. I hear ya. Common community is somewhat addressed in in previous questions and I think it's definitely something we all will continue to wrangle with being unique but knowing you're not alone you are a unicorn you are here to harness your unique gifts to improve and feel the fullness of yourself and embrace the person that you are and leverage that person to inspire uplift others so that really ties deeply to our whole focus for today's episode is just making sure that we recognize that we are powerful symbols and not tokens. This podcast exists in many ways to set you free and to continue to amplify that freeness that I felt because I feel like I've been set free. And when it comes to, you know, feeling that freeness, it's not something that I take and, um, and want to just run away with. It's something that I want to use to also help unleash other people's sense of freeness, people who feel shackled by their imagined limitations and help them extend into possibility and action and creation and growth. I think once we actually get the ball rolling and see the momentum of our ideas into realities, into small actions, into progress, maybe that's writing a song, maybe that's doing a painting, maybe that's starting the beginnings of drafting a business plan, it can look like many number of things, but I regard that as success. As you move the ball forward, you are successful. This has been recognized also in just as I've been evaluating the film industry, I feel very, I always feel behind, but late to my acting journey in some ways. And always envisioned that I would have this career in marketing and more of the business world. But it wasn't until, honestly, in the last five years or so that I was able to really see myself in film and see myself represented too there. What's been hugely helpful is seeing now women of color and diverse voices writing and producing and directing and casting and acting in their own work. And I can drop a whole bunch of names of people doing this at a top level, but I don't want to go off topic. So for the purposes of this episode, I'll just mention Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole is a British actress, screenwriter, director, producer, singer, poet, playwright, and probably many other things. She's known for creating and starring in the sitcom on Netflix, Chewing Gum. She won a whole bunch of awards for Best Female Comedic Performance, 
And now she has a new show on HBO, which is a comedy drama called I May Destroy You. It came out a few months ago. If you follow my Instagram, you'll actually see that I posted about her last week, a few days ago, because she's also just this incredible, inspiring unicorn of a human being. She did a speech at Edinburgh's TV Festival in 2018, where she spoke about the need for change within every industry. She talked a lot about, and the title of this speech, you can just look at the YouTube channel, and this is our first culture rec, look at the YouTube channel of Edinburgh's TV Festival, and it'll be titled um, Michaela Cole at James McTargert Lecture. In this speech she reveals that in her career she came from a challenged background and was definitely part of marginalized community experienced a lot of hatred racism um, misogyny many other things but she had a really fast rise rise um, in recognition for her talent but when she reached those heights when she had her netflix show which some would see as complete, you know, security and success and acclaim. She still felt she did not have her power and didn't really fully know it. She had power, but she had to rein it in. She had to leverage it so much so that she didn't realize how much she had been taking advantage all of that time that she had been working towards her goals. And she continued to fight for her success. Even when she had this big Netflix show, she was being paraded as a symbol. But behind the scenes, she was just treated as a token. She was underfunded and she was overworked. And her boundaries were constantly being tested in many levels. And the truthful path is a lonely one. But really being truthful sets you free. She describes the people who are in these similar positions as misfits. She ended up declining a huge deal with Netflix for season three of her show, Chewing Gum, because they wouldn't even give her 2% ownership of her creative work. And it's just one of those situations where, where you will come to realize that you can be at the highest of heights, but if the system... If the industries, if the spaces that you're in are not supporting you and you're not challenging them to support you, then you will feel like a token. You won't feel like a symbol of hope for others because how can you want to welcome more people into that space? I say all that to say that this episode, we're going to get into what it's like to be in those spaces and questions to ask ourselves, ask others to continue to challenge and open opportunity space for growth as some of you know i founded more by her a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma each week we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on wednesdays wisdom drop wednesdays for those who identify as women non-binary she her they them thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at 
more underscore by underscore her. So internally, we can feel like symbols when we even feel powerful and there's forces of power that are trying to suppress us too. And so you can be an agent of change and creation, but I've also experienced this personally, just being in environments where people are accepting and they're wanting difference and those when they're not regardless of my agenda to push forward diversity inclusion or open the minds of people or show my most creative work, show new work that's maybe innovative and hasn't been tested. I've been in the rodeo at places, at companies around people who welcome me um, and they're like, oh, that's great. And now just be quiet <laughs> or that's great. And you're really here to be the diversity, but not necessarily to rock the boat. Or I've experienced just different variations of that. And ultimately, what you'll notice is that your fire isn't being fed. A little bit of you is burning. And so that burning, that burning, that fire inside of you is being enlarged when you connect with other people who are also experiencing maybe that same experience in different environments and that might be a lot of the room for wanting and seeking new people is because we need to that fire we need to keep it alive and it's actually being though subconscious so so unnoticeably being slightly made smaller and almost suffocated to the point where we might be in a position of like why am I at this job should I leave or maybe I should just quiet, maybe I should just conform a little bit more and go with the role and save these creative ideas for after hours or save this creative work for a different group of people or just for myself in private. I've left and been rejected, not to the same extent as Michaela Cole at all, but I recognize her story as being a really powerful one because this process happens very quietly at times it's very subtle it's not necessarily like you're not welcome here your ideas are you know out of the usual your perspective is uh, the minority perspective and um, it's really usually not blatant more often we don't feel that they're significant actually that there's no glaring moments where we were shut down or no glaring moments of being oppressed maybe but there is a continual theme of that in a subtle way maybe or there's been one person or somebody over there so it's helpful to ask ourselves and do the mental evaluation to be like am I crazy or is this happening because it's amazing it's powerful I'd love for us all to be trailblazers in all of these spaces to be the first to harness our powers to explore the world and invite others who are different to also opt opt in and enter conversations I've been so inspired by AOC in the U.S. and even the Obamas the first black president and first lady of the U.S. and um just the power of them being these symbols but it's also a battle it was also such a fight and there was so much going on behind the scenes that you don't necessarily have insight into 
from the outside and maybe stuff they'll never reveal and that was so moving around Michaela being open around her experience and around injustice that she faced and abuse physically uh, and verbal abuse and many other things that she faced in the industry. If you listen to the talk, you'll hear a lot more about that. And her speech really ends with, you know, I can't invite people into this space, into this broken house, uh, because it's that'd be complacent for me to uh, actually welcome people into a space where I know they're going to be mistreated and feel unsafe, or I know they're not really going to be valued or really going to be taken seriously or really be paid fairly and all of these things. So, yes, I can get like pretty heated thinking about um, just inequity and injustice and equality. I don't want to go too far down that sentiment. I want us to feel uplifted ultimately. And so this question and answer segment of reflection question is just really to be doing an evaluation when you're in certain spaces and you feel like, huh, am I really being received in the way that I want to? Am I really be taken seriously? Ask yourself some of these questions and we can get to the answer a bit more quickly than ruminating in our thoughts. So the overarching theme is just really one make sure you're being served and serving not used so when it comes to being served though you feel maybe alone that you are a minority are you being championed are you being served are you being funded are you being paid fairly to market Do you have an understanding of what the market rate is for your job, for this project, for whatever you're pitching, what you're putting out into the world, what you're sharing, what you're selling? Do you understand what that actual market rate is? And if you don't, can you actually develop an understanding of an estimate for what it would be? Maybe you're putting out a piece of artwork and you want to understand what the going rate is for some piece like that. And it's really hard to evaluate that, figure out what artists are being commissioned at as far as musicians, what contracts you should be signing for, what price makes sense, what fees make sense. A lot of any industry has hidden fees. Others fees fair. Making sure you're being served, being resourced truly, you can look at Glassdoor for a lot of you know more corporate jobs and understand what the marketing rate is. You can also ask direct to the person who's paying you. Is this fair price? Am I balling too low, balling too high? Always aim high. Make sure that you're being served. And this also comes to building your network. Is this opportunity creating a network for you that you feel is serving you? Are you being served? What are the outcomes you're hoping to achieve from this pursuit? Are they actually being fulfilled in this pursuit? Are you seeing the return? How long until you see that return is actually nourishing you? You can give yourself a timeline as to, hey, if I don't, if I'm not able to kick off my own projects within the next six months, then I'm going to start looking for new opportunities. Hey, if I'm not being paid fairly by, you know, if I'm not given a raise by XYZ date, and I negotiate for that raise, then I'm going to move on. If I insert so many scenarios, if if this 
if I'm hitting a roadblock beyond this date, is this the date at which I'm going to challenge myself to start exploring further and wider? And you can just start to be more in the mindset of putting yourself in a position of power as far as understanding if you're really being served, if you're being valued, if you're being treated the way you deserve to be treated. And then when it comes to serving, you're a person of so much value. You have amazing, unique talents and you offer a new perspective in those environments. But is that perspective being used in the environment? Are you able to serve and share your unique vision and it's being received? Could your job be done by someone else? Could your work be produced by someone else? Are you actually uniquely gifted for this work that you are sharing? I've had lots of moments in jobs where I felt like my job was a template and it's weird that they hired me because anybody could probably just come in, do my job in this templatized way because they have a very narrow vision for this role and what the outcome and delivery of is it of it is. And so I had moments of just why am I here? Why am I here? If you're a unique unicorn, are you actually able to put your unique talents into a space where they are able to flourish? Uh, do you feel like you're following your path? Are you delivering to meet expectations? Are you making room for others? Are you making room for others who are not the same, not the majority, who are maybe marginalized? Are you supporting other marginalized people to enter your space? Do you feel it's safe for them to enter your space? Would you encourage them to enter your space? Make sure that your needs and experiences are being listened to thoughtfully. Though you might feel alone, do you still feel understood? Do you have people who are tuning into you? Does it feel like your experience is being listened to thoughtfully? Maybe you've had experiences of sharing an innovative off-the-wall idea or you bring to table work that is not status quo or you try to share something with the world that you don't see being replicated other places. Even if it's not common, are the people who do engage with it feeling resonance? Are you able to feel that you're being accommodated as an individual not seen just as a general right um, I think oftentimes there's a lot of weight on certain marginalized people as to be the representatives of huge groups of people maybe you're the only black person you're like oh now I have to represent all black people and people are seeing me as all black people and if you're feeling that is it true Are your perspectives being welcomed? There's a need to say that you are special in those environments. And it's okay to welcome special treatment. But not in, in relation to reducing your ambition. So you can have a period where maybe as a woman you have your period and it's really strong and you have period cramps, and you need to work from home, is that being accommodated? And that doesn't mean that your work falls to the wayside and you don't deliver, but are you as an individual being taken with care, treated in a way where there's thoughtfulness? 
do you feel safe to ask for what you need? Because maybe people don't understand immediately, but they understand if you tell them. And how quickly do they respond to meet your needs? There's so many questions to ask, and it's so specific to the position that you're in. But I hope that some of these questions get you in the mindset of doing the overall evaluation when you find yourself feeling such a unicorn and feeling alone in that. Just making sure that you're saying and evaluating, am I being served? Am I serving this? And am I not being used? So last year when I was still at YouTube Music and working in marketing, I had an opportunity where I was invited to attend a 3% movement conference, which is a conference held in the United States in Chicago this year, or in 2019. And it's focused around bringing more women into the spaces of creative directors and just in creative roles, specifically tied to advertising and marketing and things of that nature. I was invited as a unicorn because I had launched more by her and people had awareness that I was focused on empowering women and non-binary people and so I was invited along with other people from Google who are actually working in diversity and inclusion spaces within marketing and so it was a cool conference in that so many good speakers and one that stood out hugely was Chris Bergeron who's the vice president of content experience at Cosette she shared this speech which you can find on youtube and it's called losing my privilege and becoming a minority taught me about leadership and it's a powerful speech it was really powerful in person especially you can go to the three percent movement channel on youtube and watch this speech she had actually finally freed herself after 40 years of living as a white man but it was a difficult transition and being fired when expressing nonconformity to the gender identity of male and then finally feeling safe enough to transition but a lot of that safety was also big hugely aided by being at a new agency that actually accepted her for the first time and helped encourage her to start her hormone process and actually be herself. So I was moved by this speech because it's a huge thing to recognize that your position of power came from identifiers like being a white man. And now that you would transition, you wouldn't have that privilege and um and but also the huge weight that's lifted and the huge love of gratitude that she also felt towards her agency for being champions for the first time after many years of being feeling rejected maybe in very subtle ways and then sometimes in more apparent ways it's amazing that in spaces that reject you as yourself you'll feel like a token and in spaces that embrace you at your fullest and amplify your symbolism, make room for you to bring more of yourself and more diversity and more mitzvits into the fold, 
until it's the norm. And she says, we don't want to be tokens. We want to be symbols of hope for people like us. And I think that the way that she pushes at leaders to demonstrate leadership and what leadership looks like in this speech is really powerful. And ultimately, it is in recognizing the privilege that you hold and how you're either encouraging conformity within a space or you're making room for expression at her old agency they had told her that she couldn't use the women's bathroom for instance and it's just one person who's saying that it's not maybe the collective who feels uncomfortable with her using the women's bathroom however at her new agency they made all the bathrooms gender neutral in response to her requests and what a difference that made. And so it's like whose voice is being amplified, who's being listened to, it becomes very apparent in subtle ways. And it does affect our work. Work is deeply personal. Workspaces are obviously personal, but also work. Work can be a really intimate experience. It can be a place where you have such deep relationships with the people that you work with. You have such sense of self and fulfillment from the work that you're doing. A lot can come from that work and what you share with the world. So I recommend tuning into that speech. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm so grateful that we are on this creative journey together. I'm so excited to hear your voice. And I'll link the audio the the link for the audio kind of voicemails so that you can share your creative journeys and challenges you might have been experiencing maybe it's in the past maybe it's recent please leave a review tell a friend and share this podcast on social let me know if you have any favorites you i can be found at anisa benitez on ig follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com you're no starving artist i'm grateful to be learning and shining and being a symbol with you. Appreciate you.